Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Washington Capitals are headed back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Anthony Mantha breaks out in a win over Montreal and a battle with the NHL's best tonight here in Denver. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, April 18th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. There are still seven games to play in the regular season, including tonight here in the Mile High City against the Avalanche. There's still the potential for upward mobility in the Eastern Conference race. But as you wake up on this Monday morning, the Washington Capitals have clinched a playoff spot for the eighth straight season and the 14th time in the last 15 years. And they did it Without even playing a game last night, Ben, the New York Islanders had their hopes of catching the Capitals officially extinguished as they fell in regulation to the Toronto Maple Leafs by a final score of 4-2. to two. It's been realistically wrapped up for the last week or so, but official now, the Capitals are headed back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Good to see. Uh, again, it wasn't really in doubt over the past few weeks, but nice to officially get that reassurance. I think maybe it was about a month, a month and a half ago, right? We were talking about the New York Islanders, the Columbus Blue Jackets had pulled within single digits of the Capitals and the Caps weren't necessarily trending in the right direction. So nice to see them here with, yes, seven games still remaining in the regular season to officially have the X next to their name to signify the playoff berth officially clinched. And I think big picture here, John, two takeaways from this. Number one, as you noted, eight straight, 14 out of the last 15 seasons, the consistency, big picture organizationally in this Ovechkin era with Ovechkin and Backstrom and the core of this team, that consistency on display once again, very, very admirable. And as far as just this season, you know, I look at the start of the year, something that might get easily forgotten now. But when the Capitals came out of the gates very strong, October, November, all the young players, all the call-ups from AHL Hershey, we always say those two points in October, November count just the same as the points you collect late in the regular season. They did a great job building themselves some early season standings equity. And here they are all these months later, reaping the benefits from that and now in position to play springtime hockey. Here on the road trip, the Capitals after a subpar effort in a loss to Toronto Thursday. Last time out on Saturday, the Caps starting slow, but finished with overwhelming offensive force, blasting Montreal 8-4 to at the Bell Center. It wasn't a great start against a subpar opponent, but eight goals, Ben, are eight goals, and now they've scored eight or more in two of their last three. Yeah, it was a get-well game offensively. You know, on seven different goal scores the other night in Montreal, Mantha had a pair and then six others with a single each. So nice to see different lines. Nice to see different contributors. Nice to see Dmitry Orlov have a nice return to the lineup the other night with a four-point game. So, yeah, it was a get-well game against a team that we said coming in. That was an auto-win game against Montreal, right? Lower down the standings. Their second game in as many nights, he got the sense as that game wore on. It was more in favor of the Capitals, and to their credit, uh, they took advantage, certainly offensively, 
number of areas defensively still looking to clean up, but it was a very fun watch. It was easy on the ice the other night, certainly. Entering play on Saturday night, Anthony Mantha had gone quiet. No goals in eight, one in his last 12. The Quebec native ended up with a breakout second period from that drought. He scored twice, Ben, in just over 30 seconds. Looked good doing it, too. Yeah, that was an encouraging sign. And that line collectively with Lars Eller, with Tom Wilson, the three of them together, they've played quite a few games consecutively now, those three together. So that's a heavy line. It could be a heavy line. It's a few big boys. They could scoot as well. They could contribute offensively. And if the Capitals are going to have success come springtime, you're going to need that secondary score, and you're going to need guys like Eller and Mantha to continue to contribute. Nice to see Mantha. Yes, back home, Hockey Night in Canada. You got the curtain calls, the first star at the Bell Center. So that was neat to see. And good for Anthony Mantha. Hopefully a sign of things to come as he has shown a knack to be very streaky in his year plus here. Along those same lines, one of the things we'd like to see in these final days of the regular season, more offensive contributions from middle six forwards. We got some of that with Mantha's two-goal effort on Saturday. Hopefully that gets him going. TJ Oshie had a late goal in that same game on Saturday against Montreal. Had just one goal in 11 before that. Hopefully that's a spark for him. Need more from Connor Sherry. He's been quiet. Marcus Johansson's been quiet since the trade for the most part. You get those guys in a groove, man, and suddenly you get everybody rowing the right direction around game one. If the Caps are going to be successful in the Stanley Cup playoffs, that's what they're going to need. And I think it's that other middle six line, John, where we're lauding the play of Eller, Wilson, and Mantha of late. That's created a trio centered by Backstrom and flanked by Johansson and Oshie. If those three can get going offensively as well, well, hey, now we're talking. Now we really have some offensive contributions some secondary scoring, if you will. But Marcus Johansson, it's been a little bit of a head scratcher. I think there's a desire organizationally from Johansson himself, as he told us recently, to really get going, to contribute more offensively. He feels there's another level in his game would like to start to see that. And TJ Oshie, nice to see him get a goal on the power play the other night. He's always been very consistent on the power play. Looking for him as well. Again, on that line with Backstrom and Johansson, should they stay together to collectively get going? That would be very encouraging if really they could get those guys going in addition to some of the other offensive contributions they've been receiving. Goaltending for the Capitals continues to be a very fluid situation. And as the Capitals take the ice for the morning skate here in Denver later on today, one would imagine that Vitek Vanacek would get the start tonight against the Avalanche. Regardless of who gets the net this evening, it is a hazardous assignment <laughs> against the team with the best record in the NHL. On the negative side on Vanacek on Saturday, he allowed four goals to a team well outside the playoff picture. On the good side, he gave the Capitals a chance to win with a really good first period when his teammates got off to another sluggish start. Assuming, Ben, that it is VTech tonight, and I think it will be, it's an opportunity once again to try and stake a claim to the number one job. And I agree with you, and we'll get to the avalanche in a moment, but big picture on Colorado. My goodness, this is a high-octane, high-scoring offense, and the Capitals better be better defensively in front of Vitek Vanacek because they were very leaky the other night against Montreal. And to Vitek's credit, to your point, kept them in the game early on. The 15 saves he had in the first period when it was still a tight game. You know, it gets lost in the shuffle in a game they ultimately win 8-4. But Vitek Vanacek the other night 
really good early on. It felt like a game where he was going to be the difference maker. Ultimately, there were so many offensive heroes the other night, but I thought that was very encouraging from Vitek Vanacek. You know, again, a couple of goals he'd probably like to have back, but the way he stepped up early in that game, the team was in need of a big bounce back after the loss to Toronto. I thought Vitek Vanacek made a statement early in the game. And again, we'll see if that's something he could build off of, if that's a springboard to bigger things, because certainly he and the Capitals will have their hands full tonight. Yes. On that subject, a look at tonight's opponent, the Colorado Avalanche. They are number one in the NHL entering play tonight, looking for a president's trophy. Their record 55, 14 and six. They're going to be missing Gabriel Landeskog tonight. They're going to be missing Nazem Kadri too. They're both out due to injury, but the top line of Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rontanen, and yes, our old friend Andre Burakovsky, nearly unstoppable right now. They've added Josh Manson on the back end. This is a gigantic task for the Capitals tonight. One up and one down on the road trip. This the third. They've scored a lot of goals, Ben, but to your point, they better be ready defensively tonight or this one's going to be ugly. Yeah, this is the complete package in the Colorado Avalanche. This is an experienced team. This is a team contending now for the President's Trophy. It's pretty much a two-team race between Colorado and Florida. And Colorado, not only with the high-octane offense, which certainly is easy on the eyes and, and what jumps out, but also pretty good defensively. They had questions maybe coming into the year regarding the goaltending position, moving on from Philip Grubauer. They're a solid defensive team, too. They get offensive contributions from the back end. You mentioned Kale McCarr. He's someone I've been keeping tabs on from afar throughout the season, John. There's only been one defenseman in the last 25 years to score 30 goals in a season. It was here in Washington. It was Mike Green. Kale McCarr is going to enter play tonight, 26 goals with seven games remaining. So 30, at least within striking distance for McCarr. But certainly uh, up and down that lineup, they have the depth, they have the high-octane talent up front, they're doing it without several key cogs, as you noted, due to injury. Uh, this is a high-octane offense, averaging more than four goals per game on home ice. Capitals are going to have their hands full, and it's a team playing with all kinds of confidence right now, nine wins in a row, and having just locked up the overall top seed in the Western Conference. Around the Eastern Conference yesterday, the Florida Panthers keep on rolling, a 6-1 pasting of the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena, Florida winning for the 10th straight game. They are now 54-15-6, all but mathematically clinching the Atlantic Division title. And right now, they would be Washington's opponents in round one. They are just crushing teams right now. Man, talk about winning streaks. Ten in a row now for the Florida Panthers as they inch closer, as you noted, to locking up the Atlantic Division. And Keep in mind, John, they're doing all this without their number one defenseman, Aaron Ekblad, who they're hopeful to get back on time, potentially for uh, their first round series against whoever it might be. So in other words, the strong Florida Panthers, the rich potentially about to get even richer as far as the talent is concerned there with the uh, hopeful return of Aaron Ekblad. But golly, they could score goals and bunches uh, back to back six goal performances from the Florida Panthers. And again, maybe compared to the Avalanche, the question with Florida, and this might be nitpicking, John, but the question with Florida, they have been a little bit more leaky defensively than, say, the Colorado Avalanche have been. You wonder with Florida, can that high-scoring offense with trading chances to an extent, how that will ultimately translate come postseason time. But regular season-wise, man, they're cruising. They're as hot as anybody right now. Tonight, in the push for the playoffs, Carolina missing goaltender Freddie Anderson. 
They're in Arizona tonight taking on the Coyotes. It is a dead heat atop the Metropolitan Division with 12 days to go. Both Carolina and the New York Rangers have 104 points and each have six games remaining. Carolina just one game left against a team currently holding a playoff spot. As luck would have it, that game is against the Rangers at Madison Square Garden on April 26th. Ben, they're awaiting word on Freddie Anderson. Lower body injury, waiting on an MRI. Could be the second goalie on a playoff team in a Metro to go down in just a matter of days. Tristan Jari is week to week for Pittsburgh. Bit of a mess on the last line of defense right now for playoff-bound teams in the division. Yeah, and it didn't look good for Freddie Anderson the other night. Coincidentally, they were just in Denver this coming on Saturday night in uh, their loss to the Avalanche, and it was just uh, an innocent looking. He went down and stayed down and had to be helped off the ice. And to your point, the MRI coming up on Anderson, they're awaiting the results. That would be a serious blow. Playoff numbers have been inconsistent throughout his career, but he's been enjoying a terrific regular season, such a key cog in goal for Carolina, such a key cog for that team with aspirations of a deep run. And as far as the backside pressure they're getting now from the Rangers and that first place tie atop the Metro, look, John, from afar, I've been saying it for the past few months, I really admire what the New York Rangers have done this year. A case could be made. They're probably a year or two ahead of schedule, objectively speaking. They're really, they're a team on the rise with a young core, you know, veterans sprinkled in, but really it's a young core. Gerard Gallant's first year behind the bench there. They're looking at, they are back in the postseason. They will be in the postseason for the first time in five years in the field of 16. They've gone through a rebuild. They've done it fairly quickly. And they're making a case that uh, there'll be a team to be reckoned with, especially when you deal with Igor Shesterkin in goal. So from afar, a, a lot of time, a lot of respect on this end for what the Rangers have done. We'll see if ultimately they are able to surpass Carolina for top spot in the Metro here. Meanwhile, the Capitals and the Colorado Avalanche coming up tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern. 8.45 will be the pregame on the network. We strongly recommend CapsRadio247.com for the best quality audio for this one tonight. Caps game day gets going at 4 as the Capitals and the Avalanche go head-to-head. Ben, what do you got cooking for this afternoon show? Man, quite a bit. We got the 35th anniversary, John. Not a pleasant memory for Cavs fans, but the Easter epic 35 years later. We'll chat with longtime TV executive in the DMV, Joe Yasharov. He was covering that game for Fox 5 35 years ago, Channel 5, his memories. We'll chat with various Caps alums about it as well, and we'll turn our attention to the Colorado Avalanche tonight. NHL alum, current altitude sports analyst, John Michael Lyles, the former Hershey Bear, John. He had a cup of coffee with the Bears in 03. We'll have him on the show as well. Caps Radio 24-7, marathon edition of the show. Coverage starts at 4 Eastern, CapsRadio247.com. Wrote a bus or two with John Michael Lyles back in the day. He wasn't there long. He was too good to hang out in Hershey. Ended up in Colorado pretty quickly. Ben, have yourself a great game day Monday, will you? Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.